right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Buck, and I'm super pumped to be joined by Bob Pockers from ESPN.com. Bob, you're on the podcast. This is very exciting, and what a race for you to be on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I want to see you start doing fist bumps or fist pumps like uh, Matt Kenseth after the race today. I don't know if you're that excited as Matt Kenseth. But. Bob, I'm going to stand on this chair, and first I'm going to point to the sky. Both fingers up to the sky like Kenseth. There you go. Good demonstration. Then I'm going to get the fist pump going. So you got to point. You got to have the point first and then the fist pump. But yeah, he was pretty excited and rightfully so because I mean, wow, like that was, you know, we could have stand here talking about like, well, it'd be, it'd be cool if, if Kenseth won one of these last couple races, you know, that, that'd be a nice little story, but damn for it to actually happen. Holy cow. Yeah. It was a day where five drivers faced a must win situation and maybe there were six, you know, I, I, mean, I think the way Matt Kenseth acted after that race, he needed that win, right? That was like a must win for closure of his, uh, of his season. Yeah. And what a whirlwind of emotions for everybody. Um, you know, I, I feel like if, if you're a NASCAR fan, that this is the kind of race that, you know, this is why you watch, right? I mean, no matter what side you're on, at some point you were happy in that sequence. And at some point you were probably disappointed because, you know, at first it looks like Denny's going to win and put three Toyotas in. Then Chase Elliott gets his revenge or what looked like revenge. We can get into that, whether you, whether you think it really was. Um, and then, you know, it looks like, oh, my gosh, you know, there's retaliation. And now Chase is going to win. And then um, Matt Kenseth gets passed by Chase. And now Chase is like, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. And then Kenseth passes him back. Um, then Keselowski ends up getting it. I mean, just so many things going on. Um, what, what stands out to you, uh, as far as the big takeaway from everything that happened? A few things. Number one, Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> I don't know if he's ever going to get it back. The new Camaro gives him a chance, but, uh, man, they just struggled bad. And I think that's kind of still the most shocking thing to me in this playoffs. Out of everything that happened, that that's what, uh. You, that that Jimmy Johnson's failure and the 48's failure to put anything together at all and just looking so lost, that's, you know, that really jumps out at you. It does because Jimmy Johnson has made a living driving a loose race car, right? He has always driven the car on the edge. He's always kind of wrecked a lot, you know, or spun out on his own, at least occasionally. And now it just seems to be happening all the time. And granted, today was a melted bead, but was he driving – so hard that he melted the bead right it's it's one of those things where you, you you wonder whether just you know age has has gotten to him a little bit just because of the way he drives and and, and that reaction time that he's had that's been so good is is it just has he just lost it or is it the cars and we'll find out next year well, I, I think that's true. I mean, next year is probably going to be a defining year for the 48 because if you think about it, I mean, last year wasn't very good either. They won the championship, but they kind of like made it there, and you were like, wow, how'd they do that? I mean, it was kind of an out-of-nowhere situation. And they won three races this year, but it was an out-of-nowhere situation. And, you know, that just makes you, you know, the rest of the season hasn't been very good. I mean, he has career lows in a lot of categories. Um, so, yeah, I'm sitting here doubting the same thing. And at the same time, Chase Elliott was the best Hendrick car all year and certainly was today. And it looked like once again, it's like, well, he's finally going to do it. He's finally going to his career win. And then, no, I mean, is that going to damage his psyche? I don't think it's going to damage his psyche. Uh, you know, I think 
he felt like he did everything. He's probably more feels better today than some of the other second place finishes because way he said after the race was you know he you know gave a hundred ten percent and even though he can't really give a hundred ten percent right uh, but <laughs> he I think he felt comfortable with the way he raced maybe compared to uh, to Dover so well but isn't that part of perhaps the problem of why he got passed like because. I mean, Kenseth had really had no business um, passing him it, on, on a track like this, where once the leader gets away, they typically get away. Chase should have been able to pull away. I mean, did he run his tires too hard? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, he's kind of becoming a lovable loser, <laughs> right? And and the question is, is he a lovable loser? And is Denny Hamlin kind of a lovable loser too? In a lot no. of ways, not at all. Not at not, all. not if you ask most fans, Bob. But, but look at. I mean, especially Phoenix, but, you know, there's a guy who's won a lot of races, but trying to get that championship is just kind of like Chase Elliott trying to get that win, you know, try and try and try and either, you know, circumstance or shoot yourself in the foot. One of the two has, uh, has hindered them both. Okay. Let's play a quick game. Um, will Jimmy Johnson ever win another championship? Oh, wow. You're putting me on the spot. No. Okay, I say no. Uh, will Denny Hamlin ever win a championship? Yes. I'm going to say no. Because, I mean, he's certainly capable and he's going to have some more chances, but I almost view it like Carl Edwards where you thought he was going to get one eventually, and then you can't let these chances just go like, and just expect that, oh, we'll be back next year. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of running out of time. Okay, will Chase Elliott ever win a championship? Yes. Okay, I kind of think so as well. I I'm, I, I wouldn't be supposed to be answering one word answers. Yes. Okay, so I, I get one word answers, and you get all you the could. Well, you can explain if you want. <laughs> all right, I thought this was maybe like NASCAR or something where you get to set the rules every every week, and I, and I don't understand them all. So I'm holding you, I'm holding you to the yes or no answers, and I'm explaining a whole viewpoint. Exactly. That's our relationship, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, well, do you want to explain any more about your answers? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, you know, I just think maybe Jimmy's time, I wouldn't say it's past, but I'm going to find it hard to see them rebounding from this. Chase Elliott, though, I think has all the potential in the world. And, I, you know, he's he's good. He's going to win. And, uh, and Denny Hamlin, I just, for some reason, I think at some point, fatal fall his way. Okay. So, um, Here's here's another question as we look forward to the the championship now. Um, you've got three super gritty racers, and I almost feel bad um, saying it like this because I don't mean to say that Mark uh, that um, Martin Truex Jr. is not a a gritty cutthroat racer, but I feel like he's a little bit cleaner. Where you have Harvick, Kozlowski, and Kyle Busch. I mean, those guys, you know, there's always like I would not want to go up against those guys. They're all three in it. They're all three former champions. Um, and then two of them totally don't like each other at all. Well, I mean, I think Brad's open to liking Kyle, but Kyle just has, wants nothing to do with Brad at all. So um, how's that all going to play out? Because those three gritty racers are going up against by far the fastest car all year. Um, and we've seen these races. Anything can happen. It doesn't just because you're the fastest car, <clears throat> Denny Hamlin today, doesn't mean you're going to win. So how do you see next week starting to play out? I see everybody trying to catch Martin Truex Jr., uh, Martin Truex 
was happy with his test at Homestead. Uh, he feels like he's got something for them, and he's ha- he's had them all year. And I think they're all going to be chasing him, and it's his to lose. All right, well, I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I'm going to say that Kyle Busch is going to win the championship, and part of the reason is this is like completely unfounded on any any reason, but um, let's be honest. Sometimes things happen to Martin Truex Jr that just seem like unlucky where like he has a black cloud over him and he has won a lot of races this year and close and has closed out some races for sure. But there's also times where you're like, Oh my gosh, what a heartbreak for Martin Truex jr. And I almost could like envision, um, next Sunday on pit Rose standing there as he pulls in and just like, Oh, shucks. Well, you know, one got away from us because, um, you know, a BK racing car hit the wall late in the race and then that set up a late debris caution or, you know, whatever. And then Kyle Busch got him on a, a final restart or something like that. Like, you know, am I crazy? You're not crazy. Cause it certainly can happen. And look, it's going to be an interesting race. I, I don't know whether Keselowski is going to be able to run with those guys. Uh, he, he wasn't very happy after their first day of testing there. Now, Paul Wolf said they found some things. So maybe, Hey, that they, they can kind of work their way up there. But I think if Brad Keselowski's going to win, it's going to be like Jimmy Johnson last year. And he's going to need some some of that to happen. And look, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick could certainly have that happen. Well, I mean, Keselowski, just the entire way that he's even gotten to this point is unreal. Um, you know, we were all writing after Talladega. I mean, he, he, he wins Talladega and he immediately is like, well, if we're going to make the next round, we pretty much got to win Martinsville. Martinsville's a must win for us because we just don't have the speed. Then he's almost going to win Martinsville and then Chase Elliott boots him out of the way, which he got a total pass for, but that's another subject, I guess. And then Kozlowski on pit road and his TV interview is like, well, you know, that was pretty much our chance and you pretty much knew it. He ends up getting another top five at Texas, but then he goes out this weekend and he was like total non-factor gets no stage points at all. Meanwhile, Hamlin's tallying him up, piling him up. And Kozlowski is like just not even in the picture. And then <laughs> Hamlin wrecks out and Elliot doesn't win the race, which would have been the automatic berth. And Kozlowski just standing there like, oh, wow. I mean, he said it was like a Christmas gift. I, I'm still in disbelief as how Kozlowski ended up making it. <laughs> I asked Paul Wolf after the race. I said, do you feel lucky? And he goes, I believe in karma. He, they're still angry about Martinsville. And he, they felt like something got, you know, that chase kind of took it away from them at Martinsville. And, well, look what happened today, guys. And so that's uh, that's kind of the, the way they feel. And, and they look at this, at their position, much like they're the Jimmy Johnson of twenty uh, of 2017 being Jimmy Johnson of 2016. Yeah, I knew what you meant. So that that's interesting about the karma, though, because how far does that go? Because as, as Alan Kavana pointed out on Twitter, um, a Matt Kenseth win ends up getting Penske into the championship, which, you know, is, is there's some irony there. Um, a, Denny, a Denny Hamlin teammate, Denny Hamlin gets moved by Elliott in apparent retaliation for Martinsville. Meanwhile, Elliott gets passed by Denny Hamlin teammate. So, and then that results in the other Martinsville guy winning or getting into the, um, getting into the last spot. So it's like, how far is this web of karma go? Well, I mean, look, if, if 
Joey Logano doesn't wreck Matt Kenseth a couple of years ago at Kansas, Kyle Busch doesn't win the championship because he he doesn't have enough. You know, Matt Kenseth gets a spot, and and the way the points would have worked, Kyle doesn't advance. So yeah, it, this whole system has has things like that. Uh, but you know, I think look, Brad Keselowski went to Martinsville thinking he could win and need that win, and felt like they put themselves in position to win. So I think that's where. Paul Wolf probably feels a little wronged there. But, uh, you know, hey, how about Chase Elliott and Denny today? Yeah, that's, let's talk about that element of the web of karma because I saw some people yelling at me on Twitter or yelling at other people. I don't know who they were yelling at. And they were saying, well, no, he didn't really get him back. That wasn't really revenge. But, I mean, the way that I saw it, first, okay, he tapped him a couple times, and I'm thinking – that's not typical Chase Elliott behavior. I feel like Chase Elliott's a pretty clean racer. So just to tap him, I thought that was like, okay, I'm I'm going to do something if you don't get out of the way. And then the way that Elliott took his line coming off turn four, I, th- I thought he pretty much ran him into the wall. I mean, he didn't like, you know, do- wall slam him, which would have ruined perhaps his day as well. But I mean, he pretty much drove him in the wall. Am I wrong? Well, Dane Hamlin certainly thinks so. D- Dane Hamlin said, I gave him the hole inside. He did, I think. People are like, well, Denny, why did you race him that hard? Denny's like, I won't race him that I gave him the inside. Denny also said that, look, this shows that Chase is just like Denny. <laughs> but Denny then also went on to say, hey, Martinsville for me was not was unintentional, and this by Chase was intentional. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, um, it's a kind of a crazy way, but it certainly sounded like Chase indicated that it was intentional. You said afterward that you I raised people the way they raised me. Yeah, so you asked him a question afterward, Bob, and you said something about, you know, how, how he raced, and, and Chase immediately kind of said, well, a wise man once told me with a smile that, you know, you race me how I race you. And, you know, that's and I that's what I did today. And that's all I have to say about that. And you said, um, was it your dad who told you that? And he's like, well, that's not important or, or something like that. Um, was it I, I also thought, well, could he be referring to to Denny that said that to him? Like that was Denny's answer to him kind of thing. Um, but I mean, it, it, you would think it would be his dad. But what did you take from what he was talking about? Are you asking me whether Denny is wiser than Bill Elliott? That would that would really play far in the web of karma because uh, especially with Denny being a Bill Elliott fan growing up. No, that, that's too far down for me. I, I couldn't go there. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I don't really know who he was talking about. I was just curious if he was talking about advice from his dad because he rarely talks about, you know, kind of what advice his dad gives him. Yeah. You know, all all three of the races this weekend had a sort of – man, this would be an unbelievable story kind of thing, and the guy comes up short. You had John Hunter Nemechek make a late run in the crazy truck race, and he had a chance on the final restart to win. Ultimately, I think he finished second, comes up short. Uh, Cole Custer was right there, racing really hard with Hemrick um, in the Xfinity race. That was very entertaining. He comes up short, and then Chase Elliott uh, finishes second, comes up short. Um, I mean, this was maybe the best Phoenix quote, penultimate weekend that I can remember. I mean, last year, you know, it was like Byron dominates the race and blows up. And it was sort of like, you know, you had the Kenseth Bowman incident. But this overall was a pretty strong weekend for NASCAR, no? I think so. Uh, you, you're right. Every race had its drama. 
Um, it, was, it was unpredictable too. You had you had all the twists and turns you would want in this type of uh, with this type of format. So I, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, it was a little crazy there at the end of the truck race. <laughs> Yeah. For sure, but uh, I thought I thought it was a good weekend. Uh, you know, Cup race. I mean, you think like last year you had the whole uh, Bowman Kenseth deal, which still obviously kind of rubs Kenseth the wrong way. I mean, Mensch talked about it today, and he just he's I think he's still angry about that. And then I think I kind of got a little bit of feel today in the post race, kind of like remember Kevin Harvick winning, and it's kind of a lame duck at. Uh, at Childress here, um, you know, what, 2013 it would have been? And uh, you, you kind of got some of that same feeling, you know, just as far as the guy on stage. And, and the, I, I, I was curious how much, like, Kenseth and Joe Gibbs would interact. I didn't see them interact <laughs> too much together, but I, I was a little bit curious about it because there's still got to be some raw feelings of hurt from Kenseth about the move. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they now that I think about it, they were kind of answering questions, talking past each other, but they weren't like kind of turning to each other and joking as we see people sometimes do. So that's a very interesting observation. I'm not sure about that. But, you know, definitely for sure, I think if you were a fan and, and this race ended up did getting um, a sellout, it doesn't have a huge capacity, but, you know, it was it was a strong, strong crowd. I You know, I feel like this playoff system is maybe maturing now, especially with the playoff points added to where um, it's getting to be more acceptable or more palatable. Uh, you know, it's there's there's less of a fluke chance. Do you, do you see where I'm coming from? I see where you're coming from. I do think there was – part of the crowd today was for Dale Jr., believe it or not. I remember Dale – I believe it. Well, because I talked to some people at the tweet-up. You know, there was – Dale Jr. announced his retirement after the West Coast swing. So – you know, anybody who lived on the West Coast who, you know, decided not to go to any of those races this year, this was kind of their, you know, Sonoma and here were their, were their last two chances. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, well, you know, obviously, if, if, and like we said, if you came to this weekend, you probably got a lot of value um, for, your, for your money. You know where else you get a lot of value for your money, Bob? <laughs> I'm totally lost now. Well, it's, of course, my post-race podcast sponsor, Samtech, because if you went to Samtech, then you would almost assuredly get a good job um, in the racing world or wherever you wanted to because they have uh, a very good job placement program. They can't place people fast enough. So if you want to go to school in Houston, Texas, you could go to samtech.edu and get a job possibly working on one of the race teams that competed here today, Bob. Awesome. Yeah. So, Bob, when I do my Was It a Good Race poll tomorrow, what are people going to say about this? I, I haven't really thought through this one yet. I, all I know is that in the first two stages, people are going, you could do your poll right now and it's going to get 0%. But by the end of the race, it was pretty good. So I'll let you go first. Where do you think it's going to land on the yes percentage for people that said it was a good race? 78%. Is there any particular reason? I don't want to limit you to one word, Bob. <laughs> well, I was just thinking Martin Truex Jr., I have him on my mind win the championship next week possibly and i was thinking well is it gonna be around 70 so i'll just go with 78 78 okay well uh man you know i think because of the kenseth win and the denny hamlin in the wall and the chase elliott close win and the drama at the end um oh man i i do like your 78 but i'm i'm gonna go oh this is tough this is tough i i think i'll go 72 
two just because it was another Toyota and Chase didn't win. So people might not like that, but I'm almost tempted to go like 82, but 78, I think, I think you could be on something there, Bob. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, as you said, early in the race, it was just a track position game. Right. And the leaders was getting out, but, uh, you had, you had so much drama there over the last hundred laps. Bob, do you have a potential hashtag that people could use and tweet us to talk about um, this uh, podcast today? Hashtag fist pump. Hashtag fist pump. Okay, that's possible. What about um, hashtag web of karma? I like that. I like that. All right, we'll go with web of karma. I like web. Okay. So if you want to tweet at uh, myself or at Bob Pockris, the – official news feed of Dale Jr. <laughs> because during d- during the weekend, um, so, you know, you guys heard about the whole uh, the whole situation with the junior motorsports plane um, or the Hendrick teams not being able to get there for the pit crews. And somebody asked Dale Jr. in the press conference Saturday after the Xfinity race, when did you first find out about your own pit crews not being able to make it for the race? And he said, well, I found out the same way everybody finds out things. I read Bob Pockers' Twitter feed. I felt bad about it, too, because I just tweeted what NBC, SN, what Parker Kligerman <laughs> had reported. But, you know, I guess sometimes uh, I guess I put out enough information there that people know something's going on. There's a good chance I'm going to tweet it. Check with Bob. So tweet at us. Uh, hashtag Web of Karma. Check with Bob on, at Bob Pacra. See what he wrote on ESPN.com. And for everybody else, uh, I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.